The pair you are about to hear are not professionals. Their opinions and beliefs are not that. They are just two idiots that are spitting nonsense. Hello, 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 guys. We are back. Yeah. We're back. <laughs> After a, what, what would you say, two-week two hi- week hiatus? Yeah. 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 Well, not hiatus, but uh, away from the weekly podcast. Yeah, away from the weekly podcast. You had a surgery. Which yeah, is- yeah, which has been successful already because yeah. since February 1st, you know, uh, that pre-op diet, I've lost 32 pounds so far since the beginning of February, which is just crazy. And now you're eating the soft foods. Yeah, yeah. I had, I had, <laughs> you look so happy to eat eggs. <laughs> dude, like, I was, you have no idea. I've been on a liquid diet for like three weeks straight, and like, it's still partial liquid diet. Like, it's like purees and stuff like yeah. that. But I, I ate like two spoonfuls of scrambled egg today, and it was fucking awesome. <laughs> What's up, bro? Like, <laughs> oh, if you can't tell, well, probably you can. My quality is probably better. Uh, I'm back at home. Yes, he's uh, home. I, well, I've been back for about a week, but I'm going back uh, uh, tomorrow. Uh, so, and then I won't be back here for another two weeks, which will be on spring break. So, yep. and then we'll have like a cool, we're gonna try high quality spring break episode I, for you guys. Well, <laughs> I ho- hope to record a lot of episodes, like actual trash talks and stuff. Well, yeah, no, no, no. Like we need to build back up because, <laughs> yeah. like, during like the this last three weeks or so like we've just kind of slacked off and oh, didn't because watch we've a both been busy you had your surgery so you had to deal with that yeah and then we both had school and then school stuff which i've been dealing with a lot of yeah same. screen write, script writing and oh my god script writing has just been taking up my entire life yeah i've been i've i've been i've been staying up way too late doing this stuff and it's, it's just is it, it fun it's it's fun to the point, but to the point where it's also making me feel numb. <laughs> See, that's me with 3D animation right now. I'm like, by the end, I'm like, wow, this is like really cool. But it's like four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> exactly. I haven't been able to fix this fucking window for an hour. I had like, an issue with putting UV mapping. I don't know if you know what that is. But in Maya, which is the program I use for 3D animation, UV mapping is the placement of where your imaging is going to go on your on your or well like not imaging but texture surfacing color gotcha uh whatever image or paint or whatever you're going to use and how it's going to look so if the uv mapping doesn't line up correctly it's going to look fucking weird so i have a coffee cup but i cannot get it to line up correctly so the uv map looks like a checkerboard yeah i got you so it should look like a normal checkboard, except when you look at it at, a, at certain angles, you can see that one the checkboard's at a, a diagonal and then goes in a zigzag and then decides that it's just going to go wonky and turn into a swirl. I don't know what's going on, so I can't... It's probably uh, like the rounding of the it's, cup. It's the you way. Know what I mean? It's the rounding of the cup, definitely. Because yeah. what you have to do is you have to unfold the entire model, and then you have to place it on a checker, a flat checkerboard, and it's in, in a certain pattern, uh, so that it. The same it, way, like building a Minecraft skin. Yeah, it, I it, understand. It's and that's with simple objects. It's uh-huh. pretty easy, but with a, a complex object like a cup, it's fucking hard, and I can't. <sighs> 3d animation is Is there any way to make more checkers 
Like, oh, so you, can that it build, goes... you can build so many, but you have. But the more you have, the more I think the the less detail you have. I'm I might be completely wrong because uh, the checkers don't just represent like where it's going to be placed. It also represents the format as well as the. Oh, I just hit the mic. Um, the format as well as the. Um, quality of what is being placed on there right right i get it yeah so it's a lot of technical uh shit which i mean i find Mm -hmm. it interesting i like what i'm doing in it yeah no i like what i'm doing too it's just eventually like after doing it for like six hours you know what i mean like you're like breaks your brain a bit if you work on it a lot especially screen i'm in two screenwriting classes i'm dueling two screenwriting classes to keep the catch up with the minor that i started later than i expected although i only need to take six classes for the screenwriting minor um i have to take these two before i can take the next one so i'm taking them simultaneously that's nice that you can uh dual dual enroll yeah no it it fucking sucks though one's a tv script writing i'm writing an entire episode of brooklyn 99 from scratch uh interesting <laughs> it's a it's 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 nerve-wracking on that one and then for my intermediate screenwriting <laughs> cold open immediately uh, is oh the what cold I opening thinking. i've already got it i had it situated where jake is interrogating a guy but the guy is speaking slavic and he can't understand what's going on charles bursts in and he tells them that they have the wrong dude and what happened was a homeless dude uh, came out of nowhere, attacked the Slavic man and his brother, accidentally stabbing his brother. And the reason is because the Slavic man looks exactly similar to what the homeless man looks like, clothing as well, and he thought he was his clone trying to kill him. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then Jake tries to console the dude, and he's just in tears, crying. <laughs> I'd bring the Slavic man back at the end of the episode. You understand what yeah, I'm no, saying? Like, what like a callback I, from the beginning, which would be fucking yeah. Epic. I, it's it's been a process, and then I'm also writing an entire full, like I, I wouldn't call it a movie length script, but it is a feature length script where I have to. I've been developing one of my stories that I've had for a while into an actual working script. Right. So, and that's so hard. Dude, I have a story laying around here that I literally wrote for class, and they asked for, like, a three-page story, and I wrote 26 pages and turned it in. That works. <laughs> I got an A. I mean, that that was cool. But, like, I went above and beyond because I was just, like, it was about this war, and it was against, like, an- it, like the certain kinds of animals, uh-huh. like, but they were, like, anthropomorphic, you know, yeah, like, animals. animals. Yeah, so... I- 26 pages is about... It was like Beastars, but with war. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, 20, 26 pages is about like a 15-minute episode. So that's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, I'm writing around 50 pages, which is around like a 30-minute episode. <laughs> so, And then yeah. the feature length is 100 pages. I don't know, man. It could be shorter. I'm not sure what how long it has to be. I have to look into it. But that's what I've been up to for my classes. Um, I'm a little behind, so I have to get back into it when I get back. So Yeah, you know. yeah. Like, I can't be shoving my uh, 3D animation all the way down into one section. I mean, like, the Windows Multimedia class that I'm taking is really, really fucking easy. It is easy. Like, I remember taking it when I was at SCC. It's, it's super easy. It's just learning 
a, an Adobe suite. <laughs> Literally, that's about it. Yeah. And uh, that's pretty cool. And then I'm taking business 101, and I have to read a whole business book and do a book report over it. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, that's nice. like a necessary class for me to take. Like, it's a prereq, you know what I mean? Uh, that sucks. I, yeah, I know. And it has nothing to do with what I'm doing. But I understand it gives you a good amount of base knowledge. Yeah, for I, I would need probably something like that, but I, I don't need to take one for my majors anymore so yeah i don't think i'm going to um but i was thinking of what else mine isn't just writing scripts i have to also watch movies and then do analysis on them yeah and i did one for 1917 which great film uh yeah yeah i like that and then i did the farewell which i don't think a lot of people know but that's an a oh it's me it's an a24 film uh which uh, they do a lot of art house stuff, and you can yeah. find it on Prime. You were telling free. me how fucking sad it's it was. It's very sad. I <laughs> cried twice while watching it because I watched it two times. I watch it once to absorb everything because I've never seen it before, and then I watch it second time while working on the analysis so I can break it down at the exact same time. Um, <clears throat> both times I cried. So, <laughs> yeah, very sad. No, the yeah, it sounds heartbreaking. Honestly, it it is. <laughs> It is a very be- it is a very well put together film. I like how it's shot. I love the 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 moral story behind it. I love well, no, like the story sounds really oh, like it's, it's very heart wrenching. One, two, uh, how do I put this? Like not not like sappy, but like depressing deep deep, melancholy a bit. melancholy there you go that's the perfect so the entire story of the farewell is that billy uh who is a um who emigrated with her family from china when she was very young uh to uh new york uh she new york yeah she finds out that her grandmother who she calls on a regular basis uh, who she is called Nai Nai. Uh, she has uh, stage four lung cancer and has three months to live, roughly. Um, but she is not being told that she is dying by the rest of her family. And they're playing it off, and everybody's going to go see her, but they're playing it off as that Billy's cousin, only cousin, is getting married to a girl that he's only been dating for three months. Fair yeah. enough. You yeah. Know. And and if you don't like foreign films, I mean there is English in this in this film, but it no, is, no. If you don't like foreign films, get good. Read yeah, some fucking it, this, subtitles. This book is a really like, this movie is a, is a definitely a a blend of foreign and and American. But it when you get into China, then it really heavily puts on the uh, Mandarin Chinese and uh, the language of that culture or Fujianese. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't um but yeah and then i mean there's occasional english dialogue but very but it doesn't really pop up as much right um still really great though i'm trying to think yeah so they can't tell uh the grandmother that she's dying instead they're going to play it off as a wedding so that everybody is still happy because in their culture it is a it is kind of a thing not it not all, all around the place but it is kind of a thing not to tell someone that they're dying as it is a way it makes people sad 
if you really think about it. Like if you're yeah, ter- yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but then again, you know, if I knew I was dying, I'd go do a bunch of crazy I, shit. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like I'd be like, oh shit, I only have three months left to live. What the fuck have I not done? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then get that shit done. I know. But for someone who is as old as that and uh, has done so much stuff with their life, like no, even when I'm old, dude, I don't know. I'd be like, throw me out of a plane. What's gonna happen? Am I gonna die? <laughs> I don't know. You know. But like this, the the film is very very well put together, and I really recommend it. But it will make you very sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, while we're on the topic of dead things, you know, uh, let's no. move right into uh, this week's uh, news, guys. Um, so we're double stacking news. So we have stuff from this past week and the week before. The last we... fourteen day period. Yeah, so we. So if we don't get to some of the things that you guys want to hear about, I'm sorry. Uh, we have time constraint, and you know, we picked what we thought. We was picked what was the most important. Most important, and what we thought was interesting. Yeah. So, Such as the first one. Daft Punk. They are no longer uh, around the world. <laughs> That's such a bad pun. That's so bad. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So, I just thought of it at the last second. Dude. Was it a day or two ago? Uh, yeah. It was, like it was like two, two days, days ago. ago. Yeah. Um, they decided after 28 years that they are retiring and splitting up. Yep, um, which is freaking crazy. And like, I the only reason why I included such a long article uh, across this is that I just wanted to show you guys like how much uh influence like that they've had if you don't know who daft punk is if you if they are uh, some of the best producers that yeah, have ever they're, walked they're the some earth. of the best music producers <laughs> ever uh, ever to be in the music industry they've been around for a while as you heard 28 28 years. whole years um, yeah and um they have worked with several several top artists that hundreds you, yeah like past artists and modern artists today yeah 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 so. which is just absolutely crazy they have uh uh they did um tron the the soundtrack oh, yeah. they did all the tron soundtrack um they're they're uh they had four stu- studio albums that they worked on with a lot of a lot of songs that you probably heard one around the world is a big one one yeah. more time is another one get lucky with pharrell williams is probably one that everybody has heard right right um, but some people don't know that like they're like producers for people such as the weekend oh, their yeah, whole the starboy album yeah, the was produced starboy album. by uh daft punk uh-huh. uh kind so they did several tracks on kanye west yeezus yep uh yeah such as like on site black skin black skinhead and i am god which is quite the opposite of what (laughs) kind of music he's putting out these days you know what i mean because some of that's just blasphemous you know what i mean but uh yeah they did uh what else did they do i am kind of interested in their whole it was super weird because uh friend um mark bland came through and he is a uh popular radio host uh yeah yeah he does the q show uh and has quite a few followers actually besides the point no need to name drop but anyway me and him were uh talking about the best uh album of like the last decade and he said that his before it was weird that he brought it up because this was before they even broke up or anything we just started talking about random access memories 
like their 2013 album yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. he said random access memories by daft punk is like the best album of like the last decade that's a really good album it is a good album and i don't like well i did disagree with him you know because i threw like quite a few out you know what i mean like starboy which did did have (laughs) you know and like uh them heavily involved in the all the songs on that freaking album like and with their help i think you know starboy is probably like the best album one of the best albums of like the last 10 years Mm. so um so with their uh retirement they also released a eight minute video on youtube called epilogue Mm -hmm. uh where one of them goes out into the desert and explodes Um, yeah i mean it, it it is a homage to the idea that uh, which okay. in my eye, in, because they didn't specify exactly why they split up or while they were retiring, which I'm going to assume it's because they've been doing it for so long. I think it's creative differences. And it could be creative differences as well. I think also maybe one of the members, the one that explodes in the uh, uh, video, decided, felt like that his time has um, come to an end with Daft Punk. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they didn't specify, even their producer says she doesn't know, like, they don't know what the fuck they're, what is going on, so. It could be a, you know what, it could be a, a PR stunt. God, if it, if, <laughs> if it's one of those, that's a, that's a. That's, that's a shitty way to do it, yeah, you know what I mean? I don't think it's going to be like Do that, you know honestly. how much, it's like, just to boost their, their stuff, because you know how many people have just been, like, jamming fucking Daft Punk for, like, the last I did it. few days? <laughs> I yeah, did it that's what it, I'm saying. So, yeah. like, they put the information there, say they're breaking up, being like, oh, you know, like, let's go listen to them now, because they're all broken up. People did the same thing when Michael Jackson died. Oh, uh, yeah, You know right. what I mean? So... But anyway, like Daft Punk gone. Yeah, unless this is a whole PR stunt, which I do not believe it is, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, crazier thing, crazy things have happened in the last year and in this year. So yeah. So uh, moving on, today's news: uh, GameStop CFO Jim Bell resigned. Oh, how nice! Which was, uh, you know, a little weird. The 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 uh, clickbait article that I clicked on to find this article said that uh, GameStop paid him twenty eight million dollars, or excuse me, two point eight million dollars to leave. Really? And I was just like, "What the fuck?" No, so no, like, no. Um, um, it, it's going to be effective March twenty sixth. Jim Bell is going to resign. Uh, their their search for the successor is now underway. Uh, should a permanent successor not be found by the time Bell departs, GameStop has announced it will appoint Senior VP and Chief Accounting Officer Diana Jaji. <laughs> Jaji. Okay. Jaji. Yeah. I... Uh, that is that how you'd pronounce that? Jaji. 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 <laughs> or yeah, maybe or... the J isn't so hard. Maybe it's like Jaye. Josh. Or. Josh. <laughs> Josh. I can see your mind trying to wrap around how to say this word. I don't. I, I, it's foreign, and like I really don't want to butcher it, but J-A-J-E-H. I feel like. J A J E H. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't want to butcher it. Yeah. But uh, to the role as an interim CFO while a search continues. 
Uh, he first joined GameStop's leadership ranks as CFO in 2019, so he hadn't had the job that long. Yep. Uh, having departed the same role at holding company Walk Holdings prior to that, he took over the role from Rob Lloyd, who had been with GameStop for 23 years. <laughs> it's probably when GameStop started like losing funds. Yeah. 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 That, that's why Rob Lloyd left, and yeah. he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be the CFO <laughs> of a failing company." Well, <laughs> a failing company that just got stocks rising, and then it dipped the ga- down again. Apparently, the rising back up again oh yeah they jumped 104 percent today yeah so yeah uh per sec filings bell was paid a base salary of seven hundred thousand dollars a year received a signing bonus of fifty thousand when he was hired it was eligible for an additional bonus equal to his uh annual salary of seven hundred thousand however because he resigned for good reason per his employment co- employment contract he was also uh he will also receive a severance bonus of 2.8 million dollars on top of all that money that I was just talking about, twice the sum of his base salary and target annual bonus. Okay, which is freaking crazy. I thought that was some crazy news that he isn't. He's gonna get paid a severance package, and I want to know why he's leaving. But they said a good reason. A good reason per his employment quote contract. unquote a good reason per his employment contract. Yeah. But okay, well, yeah. uh, sure, that's just legal jammer. Um, but we're moving on from real world news into actual nerd news, starting off with movie news, starting off with Marvel news as, uh, we have news on capital Mar- captain Marvel two. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we'll see how, how it goes. It's cast, uh, Zawe Ashton as its main antagonist. Um, Zawe Ashton has, is known for her ambitious personal assistant role in the gory art world satire Velvet Buzzsaw, which is on Netflix. I watched it. It's... Is it good? It's weird. It has uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in it, which Jake Gyllenhaal does the art house movies and stuff like that. I like Jake Gyllenhaal. It is a weird movie. I would have to watch it again to really understand it. Like Bubble Boy? I haven't even I haven't even watched that movie, but you're telling me uh, this movie is such a trip. It's a freaking trip, dude. Yeah. Like that's a classic movie. It's from like I don't know, ninety seven, <laughs> ninety eight, maybe ninety nine. Yeah, but uh, Zawe Ashton is set to play the primary antagonist in Captain Marvel two. It is not known what her character will actually be, uh, but we do know that it will take a, some tremendous strength and cunning to pose a threat to one of the most powerful heroes in cinematic MCU. Sure, if you want to call her that. Uh, Brie Larson is to return her lead role as Carol Danvers, uh, who else finished the fight in Avengers Endgame against Thanos. Uh, there's not much known else. Oh, no. Nia DaCosta, director of the Candyman reboot, is set to direct Captain Marvel 2. Oh, wow. They're doing a Candyman reboot? Did you not know about that? No. It's been, it's been in the works. It actually doesn't look too bad. the same actor? with the same i don't know i think he's in the movie but he's not playing candy man gotcha i think it's like, like he passed down the torch yeah and that he's doing like a cameo thing yeah i i, I think it's i think it's um nicholas cage <laughs> john God. john posted today and said nicholas cage is the is this generation's uh bruce campbell and i was like why is that so accurate <laughs> like he watched willie's wonderland he pirated it ah uh, how do you say it was uh, he said it was freaking awesome. Oh, I bet. It, yeah. It's got to be a gory fucking mess. And Nick Cage is probably just going crazy as bat shit as possible. Yeah, they said, he said he didn't talk like the entire movie and that it was just like violence. Ooh. I know. And I was like, no country for old men except with Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm looking into the Candyman reboot. Um, it is written by, jo- written by Jordan Peele. 
Uh, when, oh, that's exciting. When Rosenfield and, De- and Nia DaCosta. Anything that Jordan Peele sticks his hand <sighs> in. I'm really it is a direct in. sequel to the 1992 film of the same name. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I cannot remember who's playing it. It stars uh, Yaha Abdul Mateen II. That is a, it, this guy. I know you've seen this guy before. At least yeah. in something. Yeah. He's going to play the new... So it's like he is passed on the torch. And from what I saw in the trailer that they had, like, I think back in 2019 or like late 2019, early 2020, uh, they had him becoming the Candyman. So he it, it seems like he's passed on the torch to become this character. Maybe they'll do a prequel. I don't know. We'll see. the Candyman is younger. Yeah. We'll see about it. Um, but since I got off topic... Uh, the theatrical debut of Captain Marvel 2 is still set for November 11th, 2022. Ooh, two days before my birthday. Yep, putting it beyond our f- Marvel Phase 4 calendar and up next after Black Panthers 2, planned arrival on July 8th, 2022. So, yeah, unless those dates get pushed back, we'll see, since we're still waiting for Black Widow, which is hopefully hitting theaters May 7th. Um, but we shall see. Yeah. Um, well, so moving on to the next piece of news here. Still Marvel. Yeah, still Marvel. Kevin Feige shares updates on Miss Marvel, uh, Moon Knight, and more Disney Plus series. So, uh, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige took questions at the first Disney Plus Television Critics Association panel, where he shared details about the company's upcoming plans for the MCU. Uh, Feige kept things mostly spoiler-free, but gave insight into the development of ongoing Marvel shows like WandaVision and provided updates on upcoming programs such, uh, including She-Hulk and Moon Knight. Uh, uh, Feige left things open for future plans by acknowledging the fan base for non-Disney Plus shows like Netflix's Daredevil and ABC's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Good. Yep. Uh, Feige plans for the MCU on Disney Plus, uh, are already underway. The TCA panel was hosted over Zoom, but Feige answered press questions from the set of Miss Marvel, which he says is finishing up shooting. Hawkeye is also currently filming with Jeremy Renner returning as Clint Barton and Haley Steinfeld returning as Kate Bishop. Uh, D- Disney Plus is clearly a, a big focus for Feige as much uh, as more MCU shows enter the production pipeline. Some of these shows are being looked at as part of the multi-season series, though Feige didn't reveal which ones. Wow. Uh, some of the shows that I mentioned, uh, this is a quote, by the way, some of the shows that I mentioned that we were start filming that we're about to start filming, we are keeping in mind a structure that would lead into a season two and a season three in a more direct way than say a show like WandaVision, which clearly goes into a feature, but it is new. Uh, Feige was referring to how Elizabeth Olsen, who plays uh, Wanda Maximoff, is already slated to appear in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, directed by Sam Raimi. Uh, So there's no season two of WandaVision planned. Characters jumping from a show to a movie is part of the MCU connectivity, which is why I was so excited about watching WandaVision, because I knew it was set up directly to a movie. It is. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of the shows, either they're going to have spinoffs, which it seems like Loki is just a spinoff on its own. Yeah, it's just a spinoff on his own. If you don't know, dead in the MCU. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No, he got choked out by Thanos. Yeah, like, I know. God. Uh, um, and then he, and then we're looking at past Loki, who left with the Tesseract. He dis- he disappeared with the Tesseract in the past, though. Yeah, in the past. So this creates a so new that's timeline, like the gap. and that's where it yeah. follows this Loki. Um, um, so Feige said sometimes it can go into a feature, then back into a series. 
So, like, a movie can be picked up immediately after in the series. And then um, kind of the way that WandaVision did with, like, the three-week gap. Like, if you guys are keeping up, uh, three-week gap between Endgame and WandaVision. Yeah. It's only been three weeks. Yep. So it, it really picks up right after. And uh, this show is going to lead directly. They're pushing doctors. the shows. They're definitely They're pushing. definitely pushing the shows, which I'm okay with. Because I'd rather them push these shows than something like, you know, Daredevil, which isn't locked into the series. He's not, like, introduced in, like, other movies. You no. understand what I'm saying? Like, no. he's not, like, a main thing. So if they do, like, these feature actors and uh, heroes and villains, you know what I mean, in these movies and series, then those should be considered separate, uh, to me, anyway, than a Marvel extension. You yeah. understand? Anyway. Uh, he said, we've announced that Miss Marvel, after her debut on Disney+, Plus, will be going into the second Captain Marvel film. Uh, but sometimes... Uh, and yet to be announced, we are thinking of and planning second seasons of some of the upcoming. Okay. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're wanting it to, they want you to watch it in order. Yeah. That's pretty much, that's pretty much what they're doing right now. Like they're all like, you can't watch this and then like not watch this. Because you won't understand things. Exactly. So you need to be vested. Yep. And they're doing a really good job of spinning that web. Yep. I'm very happy. Luckily I've seen everything, so I am all caught up. Yep. Same. But uh, while while we're still uh, talking about all this shit, uh, this next thing says Loki and Star Wars: The Bad Batch get Disney uh, Plus premiere dates. While we're still talking about all this <coughs> stuff, uh, we'll start with Spider Man. Uh, following a marketing stunt in which three different stars of the movie shared three fake movie names alongside initial images from the film on Instagram, yep. the actual title uh, for the new Spider-Man movie has been revealed in a cheeky Twitter video and blog post. It's called Spider-Man No Way Home. I so have, what I were the what what were the other ones? Oh, there was okay. Homewrecker, Spider-Man Homewrecker, Hi, Spider-Man Homewrecker, Spider-Man Phone Home, Spider-Man Home Slice, which is hilarious. Yeah. Like. Uh, yeah, but uh, Spider-Man No Way Home will premiere on December 17, 2021. Continue, I'm sorry. So No Way Home is definitely foreshadowing to the, the plot as it feels like... if Does this come after Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness or before? That's a good question because I really do think it comes before. Oh, man. Because that's not even due until next year and this comes out December 17th this year. Okay, well, I'm, so. I was thinking that... It, it seems like he's going to be trapped into different dimensions and be going through those, which one could be the Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man universe, and one, probably near the end, is going to be the Sam right. Hammy, Tobey Maguire Spider-Verse. So what if Miles Morales Spider-Verse comes into it? <laughs> that would be amazing. Like they turn into cartoons yeah. all of a sudden, you know what I mean? They're like, what the hell? I'm black? No, not that would be- <laughs> It would be so funny. It would be so funny. But uh, anyway, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, December 17, 2021, this year, baby. Um, and speaking of release dates and Marvel characters, the Disney Plus series Loki premieres June 11th. Um, the series has been previously announced, but this time we know the exact day to expect the first episode. Cool. So that's a summer show, you know? Yeah, that's and cool. it has like three seasons already lined up. I know. It. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, they just really love Tom Hiddleston, but like, it's that voice. I'm telling yeah. you, it's his voice. What if they bring like, Cap back for that series? I mean, they said that they were hinting about bringing Cap back for, uh, some of this other stuff that, uh, dabbles in the past. Yeah. 
yeah. I would like to see Loki and Captain America teaming together just for a small tidbit of adventure. Yeah, like <laughs> like, like Captain America stands next to him, says, "This is America's ass," and like flexes, and then Loki goes, "This is Asgard's ass," <laughs> and then fucking, or just this is Asgard. <laughs> yes. But anyway, uh, Loki features the god of mischief as he steps out of his brother's shadow in a new series that takes place after the events of Avengers Endgame. Um, Tom Hiddleston returns as the title character joined by Owen Wilson. Yeah, I forgot about uh, Owen Wilson's in the Gugu series. Mbatha Ra, okay. Sophia DiMartino, uh, Wunmi Musaku, and Richard E. Grant. Kate Heron directs Loki, and Michael Waldron is head writer. Okay. Yeah, so... Lots of names. The, okay. Yeah, lots of names that I just totally rocked out, by the way, <laughs> may I add. Uh, but uh, Disney's plethora of announcements today is not limited to Marvel. Uh, the new Star Wars animated series, Star Wars The Bad Batch, will hit Disney Plus on the marketer and fan-conceived Star Wars holiday, May the Fourth Be With You. <laughs> nice. Yes. Uh the first episode will premiere that day with the while the second episode will hit shortly after on May 7th. So there's only a three-day difference. That's crazy. Uh, from then on, new episodes will go live each Friday, which is a little weird that there's a three-day hop and then it just kind of... Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But uh, the series is produced by Dave Filoni, Athena Portillo, uh, Bo- Bede Rao, uh, Jennifer Corbett, Carrie Beck, and Josh Rhymes, all of whom worked on one prior animated series or another, such as Star Wars, The Clone Wars, or Star Wars Resistance. Filoni also directed multiple episodes of The Mandalorian. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, anybody who could direct some Mandalorian, <laughs> it has my respect. It gives us an synopsis for it. Yep. Uh, I understand the Bad Batch. It's it's from the final season. The, the from fi- the Clone Wars? Of the Clone Wars, which yep. they, they did release on Disney+. Plus. It's all the rejects. Uh, it's it's <laughs> all the rejects, but each of them have their own unique, like, special yep, superpower. They have, like, a special superpower. Yeah, which yeah. is actually really cool, and I like that. Yeah, but the, it says, the, the series follows elite and experimental troopers of Clone Force 99, first introduced in Star Wars The Clone Wars, like we just said, and they find their way in a rapidly changing galaxy in the immediate aftermath of the Clone War. Uh, members of Bad Batch, as they re- prefer to be called, a unique squad of clones who vary genetically uh, from their brothers in the clone army, each possess a singular exceptional skill, which makes them extraordinarily effective soldiers and a formidable crew. So you probably have like a tank and a sniper and like a front runner yeah. or someone that's really good at like speed or stealth or anything like right like somebody just turns invisible all of a sudden (laughs) like that like cool Um, skills like that it does say disney plus still has a lot more shows that are coming the book of boba Boba fett Fett. (laughs) book of boba fett star wars andor star wars obi-wan kenobi with alan maguaga and uh also has a fuck what's his name um Mace guy, Windu? no the guy who played anakin skywalker oh, hayden christian yeah it has him coming back too oh uh yeah it also uh what else what other star shows wars acolyte star, star wars, wars ahsoka, ahsoka which is gonna be tentacle a li- bitch live action <laughs> of um ahsoka which was uh who was played by rosario dawson rosario dawson yeah yep. from um the mandalorian you know what else she was from the- rent <laughs> 
<laughs> That's such an obscure movie. That just 525,600. I have ADD. Whatever. Um, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which comes out, uh, that, out like a week so after. It, the, tra- the trailer that. really showed it off. Yes, it really dude. did. Like uh, that Super Bowl drop, dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, but that comes like, a, I think, a week after or like a week or two after WandaVision ends. Um, Hawkeye then comes out, I think, later this year. Miss Marvel, What, what If, if yeah. which is going to be like uh, each episode is going to like be looking into uh, alternate things that can happen in the Marvel Universe. So like what if uh, Captain America was... No. What if they blended Star Wars with... No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what if the Black... What if uh, uh, T'Challa got Thor's hammer? Like stuff like that. Right, Or right. what if everybody was zombies? Or like stuff... Uh, yeah, weird stuff. Or uh, what if Captain America was a was Peggy Carter? That's that's when I think one of the first ones. Right. Um, These last six ones I'm really excited about though. Moon Knight, She Hulk, Hulk Secret, Secret Invasion. Invasion. Yeah, that one is really I'm pumped up for that. Ironheart, Armor Wars, and I am Groot. Yeah. All of those just really That's like a that's like a long list that's gonna be spanning like a few years, so Yeah. Yeah. Um, but since we're still on the topic, I just threw this in here because I did not know about this, but it is a hilarious thing to me. Uh, so everybody knows Star-Lord from the MCU, who is played by, Chris of course, Pratt. Chris Pratt, uh, the hunky bunch. Um, Every time I hear his name, I, I now think of that fucking post that said Crisp Rat, <laughs> and then they just keep calling him Crisp Rat. When I think of Chris Pratt, I think of him in Parks and Rec when he destroys the light. With I think of him living in a landfill in a tent. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, that big asshole before the playground <laughs> when he of, lived in the tent after he got kicked flooding. out. Yes, dude, he's just <laughs> fucking down there, dumb, drowning inside the tent. Yes, <laughs> um, but uh. So, I didn't know about this. Uh, James Gunn, the guy who directed Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2 and 3 that's coming out at some point, uh, he had a second pick for uh, Star-Lord in case Chris Pratt did not work out. And this pick I did not know was a thing, and that's Glenn Howerton. If you don't know who that is, he plays prominently Dennis on Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes, our favorite psychopath. Um, like, possible rapist. I don't know, though. It, it, <laughs> it, psychopath, rapist, serial killer. Yeah, that yeah. too. All yeah. three are possible triple threat. I think he's definitely killed someone. Oh, <laughs> there's no doubt that he's choked <laughs> someone out. Yeah, his, his kit that he keeps in the back of his car. <laughs> it's like zip ties, like rope. He has like, he has that. And then for his room, he has the doors have deadbolts on them. His room he, is soundproof, yeah, too. Yeah, it's soundproof, too. Yeah, terrifying. Got cameras terrifying. in there. Yeah, I remember because they did, what was it? The, uh, uh, one of those uh, escape rooms. That's what yeah. it was. They did an escape room, except you hire the escape room and they come to your place and set it up. Uh-huh. But they did it like, and she got locked, like, D got locked in Dennis's bedroom, <laughs> and the door closed, and like the lights turned off, and like the bed started shaking, and like a thing popped up with him, and he was just like, Oh, hi, you've made it to my room. And I was like, Yeah! 
<laughs> like I was scared uh, as hell, no. dude. Like it was super funny. Um, but yeah, think about that guy playing as uh, Star Lord in Guardians Galaxy. <laughs> Such a crazy idea to just bring him on. I like it. I I would have I would have liked to see it. What if they uh, if they did a what if with him doing that? <laughs> yeah. But it what if it's all animated? I don't know. They could have him voice act. That'd be cool. Um, Wouldn't that be funny though? Yeah. Like Len Howerton voice acting for Star Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that'd be cool. I don't know. Um, this It was just a small thing that I found. More superhero yeah, news. Since we're moving on from Marvel into DC uh, era, uh, area, um, we're going to go into the Batman. The uh, Batman. Matt Reeves' Batman, which comes out uh, 2022 with uh, Robert Pattinson playing as Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Right. Uh, apparently it is getting its own spinoff series that will cross over with the Robert Pattinson film. Uh, the Batman HBO Max spinoff series will cross over with the Robert Pattinson's starring film, uh, which has been revealed by uh, HBO Max itself. Uh, Matt Reeves is obviously... Uh, this is by the content chief of HBO Max, Casey Bloys. Matt Reeves is obviously a producer on Gotham City PD. Uh, we don't want to, uh, to reserve characters for just films or for TV. There should be a kind of fluidity between them so that this is... So that is the idea. I mean, we are in very early, early stages on that, so I don't want to suggest that any one character will be. But yes, that is generally speaking of. Oh my God, what what is this kind of dialogue? That is the idea that we're there will it must be, be a an exact translation. Yeah, that that is the idea. There will be a, a crossover. While this doesn't actually suggest that there will be a seeing bat bat sin <laughs> on the small screen, it's still so exciting to find out that the film and series will be connected to it this extent. Plus, Blois seems to have revealed the spinoff title, uh, spinoff's title, Gotham City PD. Okay, so it's gonna be scarecrows out here gassed in the fucking city again. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking shooting at him you know what i mean like it could be a comedy could, like genuinely a dark comedy yes like a dark comedy like harley quinn yeah, you know what i mean like action. but they yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god uh, uh the series will be set in the first year of batman's tenure as the vigilante in gotham city with the matt reeves directed film aptly titled the batman picking up in year two so it, it seems that the series is probably going to focus on the police department and Gotham City and how they deal with the cr the, cr the cr crime and the villains that just terrorize the city on a daily basis. Right. And this is like in the first year of Batman when he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing and how he hasn't perfected his skills yet. Right. So... Yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. The HBO Max Project will focus on corruption in the city's police force. Originally, Boardwalk Empire creator and Sopranos writer-slash-producer Terrence Winter was on board to showrun, but has since stepped away and has been replaced by Joe Barton, who wrote and created the... What is that? <laughs> I, Kiri I Haji? I, I don't know that. I would have to look it up. Prime drama Kiri Haji. Yeah, I would have to look it up. But, yeah, I think that's it for the Batman <laughs> Uh, oh no, no, that's not it for the Batman. We switching it up. Oh you yeah, know what we, I'm saying? we have a different Batman. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, 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 what what what's his Af name? Af Affleck. Af Affleck. <laughs> Batfleck. Batfleck. Yeah, yes. Battenson. <laughs> <laughs> Batfleck. We're just trying to remember the names. Anyway, Jared Leto's Joker. Ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> 
Uh, oh shit okay so i looked up what gary haji is it is a crime novel on netflix that has a 100 percent on rotten tomatoes wow yeah okay and what country oh japanese japanese all right cool yeah that sounds pretty nice but anyway uh jared lotus joker is back in a new trailer for uh zack snyder's justice league and not just the trailer he released images you know what i'm saying they aren't necessarily connected to this uh um article right here particularly yeah. although there is like a little slideshow that features like one of his like side panels but like they brought the long hair back got rid of the damaged tattoo across his fucking head you know <laughs> i hope they keep that laugh uh, i don't know uh, we'll see about that his voice did change oh uh, yeah um, yeah a lot of people are saying he looks like jesus he does look like Jesus. Did you see they put a crown on his head? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. A crown of thorns. They literally are trying to make him look like Jesus. Anyway, uh, Snyder completed all principal photography as well as uh, into post-production of the original movie, uh, but stepped down as director in May 7- 2017 following... I didn't know this. I thought I just knew it was family drama, but his daughter committed suicide. Yeah. And I was just like, wow. I thought she was like, I, I remember. I thought, I, some, thought she, I remember hearing something that she was kidnapped. I remember hearing something that she was killed. It wasn't really stated because I think at the time no one. Yeah. Really no, no. Exactly. He just said it was a family emergency yeah. and had to go. But yeah, uh, yeah. His, his daughter committed suicide and that's awful. And my heart goes out to his whole family, yeah. you know? Uh, but anyway, uh, we all know uh, about the Justice League, as Justice we have League. dubbed it. You know what I mean? Joss Whedon stepped in and ruined everything. He dipped his balls in cheese and rubbed it all over the fucking screen. I get that he and, wrote the original Avengers, which is a good film. Yeah, but, but still, but like, the way he tried to... I feel like he was rushed. He really tried to make it have a more comedic appearance to it when it really wasn't Well, not even to. that. He cut out 90 he minutes out a lot of, of Snyder's original footage yep. to accommodate the studio's requested 120 minutes minute runtime uh-huh. they can eat a dick and a half dude yeah, well, like literally fuck long, Warner so Brothers. Suck it. yeah i know that's why i'm so excited about this uh the, the result was what some critics call the frankenstein film struggling to incorporate the very different visions of two directors you, you watched it like a year or two way later yeah yeah that. no i just avoided it because it got really bad reviews yeah and when you told me you watched it you said a lot of shit does not make sense and it seems like they just cut out shit and it has a, so many plot holes mm-hmm. and it does it really does yeah yeah that's like one of those things that I haven't watched, like the New Mutants. That one got really bad reviews. I'm gonna watch it because I well, want- no, no, I'm gonna watch it anyway, like the same way that I watch Justice League. But like, it just holds no interest in my mind because the, they're moving past it. The reason why it, w- it was bad is because it was just going. It went through development hell. It really did. It was. It wasn't that before the merger too. Yeah, it's. Tr- okay. it, I think it was originally slated to come out at some point in 2017. Really? Yeah. And then it got pushed off to 2018 because they need more time for production. At that moment, I think it just kind of like stopped. Yeah. And they never really got anywhere with it. Uh, I think they dropped somebody and they had to do a bunch of reshoots. Like it just, it went through shit is yeah. what it essentially did. Yeah. And it's because it was the last film the studio was working on and they didn't care about it. Well, Justice League went through shit too. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, fans poked at Warner Brothers enough that, and gave <laughs> to where Warner Brothers gave uh, Zack Snyder $70 million to complete his fucking film. Yay. He's like, you know what? They're like, you know what? Just finish the fucking film. <laughs> like, please, for the love of God, finish this film. Uh, uh, 
Yeah, but the, yeah. per the original premise, it's coming out. What was it? March eleventh or thirteenth, something like that. It, it's the second or out, third week of March. It's coming out on the spring break, and we're gonna probably watch it together. Yeah, more than yeah, likely. yeah. I just hope they re- like you were saying release it all like at the same time well, in the, episodes. Yes, but like at the same time, yeah. and don't make us like drag it out over a series of weeks because that yeah. would really suck. Yeah, that would suck for when we're trying to plan to watch it then. Mm-hmm. Um. Still into DC news, or DCEU news, uh, the Flash movie has officially casted Supergirl. Uh, the DC Extended Universe casts Sasha Cal to play Supergirl, and she will debut in Ezra Miller's solo The Flash movie. Uh, she ha- appears... Uh, she is... Oh, crap. I just had it. Oh, yeah. Callie is best known for her role in Young and the Restless. Muschietti's video includes him revealing the news to Cal that she has secured the job and her emotional reaction. This is on her Instagram. Um, Warner Bros. and DC have spent the last several years trying to get a solo movie for the Scarlet Speedster off the ground after losing multiple directors. It's uh, Andy uh, Muschietti has firmly abroad to direct uh, the DC film. I think they had Edgar Wright at some point. He dropped off. Right. Um, I don't know, man. It, it was, it's been an issue for a while. The movie has been long rumored to adapt the famous Flashpoint storyline to some aspect, and that will include the Flash featuring multiple DC characters. DC had made headlines in 2020 when it was announced that Michael Keaton was returning to play Batman in The Flash. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, his return signifies how the movie is exploring the possibilities of a multiverse, which it seems like they're trying to also do what Marvel is doing, um, going into the multiverse and exploring the different possibilities of different actors playing different characters. Yeah, and... what they need to do is Flashpoint Paradox the exact same way that the animated movies animated have done. Movie. I know. Like, starting know. with The Flash, it's the Flashpoint Paradox. I know. Like, and then uh, ending on maybe, you know, uh, DC Dark. That'd be cool. Yeah. I, I would like them to... Oh, man, no, that'd be cool to, for them to bring the TV version of Constantine in. Um, or, or King Shark? Not King Shark. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they, sh- they need to bring in King Shark. King like... Shark's going to be in uh, Suicide The Suicide Squad. James Gunn's Suicide Squad. I hope they get it right, dude. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, we'll see about that. Um, I know. Oh, man. Um, uh, I just lost my place. Sorry. Uh, no, it's good. Ben Affleck will also play Batman again in The Flash. The older iterations in the movie resulted in rumors about Aquaman or Wonder Woman appearing, too. However, the latest DC superhero to join The Flash is Supergirl. In Oh, yeah. And this is the Instagram post. Um, Callie's addition to the DCEU ha- as Supergirl comes right as Melissa Ben... Benoist's time leading Supergirl for the CDW is coming to a close. WB and DC have been developing a Supergirl solo movie for the last few years, so that could finally start moving in now that Cal has been cast. Um, yeah, and that's it. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yep. Like, that's a nice piece of information, you know what I mean? Yep. But uh, another not-so-nice piece of information, just moving on a little bit here, uh, Disney fired uh, Mandalorian's Gina Carano over abhorrent and unacceptable posts. Uh, Lucasfilm issued a statement to the press on Wednesday, meaning last Wednesday, uh, 
And they uh, had said Gina Carano is not currently employed by Lucasfilm and there are no plans for her to be in the future. Nevertheless, her social media posts denigrating people based on their culture and religious identities are abhorrent and unacceptable. The phrasing implies that Carano's relationship with Disney and Lucasfilm has definitely ended. Uh, But she got on, like, some of the things that she'd done, like... uh, I just gotta go through it, you know what I mean? But anyway, she made an Instagram story quoting an anti-mask podcast post that compared Nazi rounding up of Jews during the Holocaust to hating someone for their political views. Mm. The same post from this Tuesday evening implied that Jews were somehow more subject to violence by neighbors than by Nazis without citing a nation era or other clarification about the point being made. Yet, you can't just make, like, blatantly racially motivated posts these days, you know what I mean? Uh, The Hollywood Reporter quoted a source with knowledge of Lucasfilm's thinking who said that Lucasfilm and Disney execs had been looking for a reason to fire Carano for two months, and today was the final straw. In recent months, the former MMA athlete and Fast and Furious actor had doubled down on anti-mask messaging and casting doubt on the presidential election. As it turns out, during uh, according to THR sources, uh, these November posts uh, moved Disney to pivot from its previous plans of announcing Carano as the star of her own Disney Plus series. Yep. Yeah, because we all heard about that, didn't we? Yep. Uh, the Carano series news had previously not been reported on until today. Her history with social media controversy went back further than November, however. In August, Carano posted a picture of Nazi soldiers in a crowd with a single non-saluting person circled and not otherwise captioned. She followed with this in September with a change in her social media profile. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me, guys. <clears throat> a change in her social media profile to read beep slash bop slash boop, an apparent response to fans asking to list Uh, for her to list her pronouns as an act of allyship with the trans community. Carano spent Wednesday doubling down on this reputation for controversial social media messaging, going so far as to to post a take on the Epstein didn't kill himself mean, among other posts. So she's just been doing edgy shit for like the last few months, you know what I mean? And uh, they just really didn't like it. I'm not a fan of cancel culture. People have the right to say whatever the hell they want. I'm going to say some of the things she's been saying probably aren't the best. I'm going to say the thing about the trans community. Although I support them, I feel like sometimes they can be overbearing on how they feel they need to be represented. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying right. it, it, it can be a little much. Right, right, right. I get and I, it. I, I can like, see why. Why I understand both like, sides. Yeah, exactly. Is what I'm saying. I understand that trans people like um, are being dissed. Like whenever she said this, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, if she doesn't want to do it, you're not. It's not really. Force it's it, yeah. Her. She doesn't have to. I mean, if she, I, it's not saying that she doesn't support them. Like I don't know if she does or not. But like, right. Even so, uh, it it's just putting pressure on something that isn't really in my opinion, that big of a deal. True that. Not saying, like, just that that part of it. I, I don't know about all the media posts or anything. I, I right, don't. right. But uh, moving on from that, we still have uh, another piece of Mandalorian. 
uh, news as the Mandalorian star himself, Pedro Pascal, will play Joel in HBO's Last of Us TV show. I have yet to see him in a full beard. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just really, really want to see him in a full beard. I couldn't find anything. I know. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, so that he could, like look like joel yeah you know what i mean uh that i didn't look <laughs> i did not know that last of us was getting a tv series which is cool uh, i knew that yeah. actually i think we covered that did we mm-hmm. oh, okay well i don't remember it. everything blends together i know uh, right? the casting was confirmed shortly after uh by the last of us creative director and an executive producer and writer for the show neil Druckmann. pascal's confirmed casting comes just hours after the news that bella ramsey who played the fan favorite ruler, Leon, oh, Lyanna Mar- uh, Marmont uh, in Game of Thrones, will play Ellie, Joel's surrogate da- daughter. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Pascal has also made a role in Game of Thrones, obviously playing Oberyn Martell. I'm Oberyn Martell and you killed my sister. You raped her. Like, isn't that what he said? I'm pretty sure. Like, he just kept repeating it over and over again before he, like, got savagely (laughs) murdered. Yeah, no, he got fucked up. (laughs) He got fucked up by the mountain, dude. It also comes shortly after the news that Lucasfilm has severed ties with one of Pascal's co- Oh yeah, yeah, this is af- like after. So yeah. I put this right after. The first game in the Last of Us series focuses largely around Joel and Ellie's relationship and it seems likely that the initial run of the show will keep the focus on the two characters as well. In addition to Pascal and Ramsey, the series already added has some other notable talent on board. Chernobyl's Craig uh, Mezen is set to be the writer and executive producer. Uh, oh Kantemir Balagov. Okay, thank you. No problem. Uh, who directed indie World War II drama Beanpole is set to direct the pilot episode. Bean, I don't Beanpole. Know. I've never heard of Beanpole. Me either. Yeah. World War II drama called Beanpole. I don't have to that look doesn't it up. even sound like anything I've like ever heard. Like literally ever. I'm not Bean kidding. Beanpole. Oh, it's 2019. 19? Yeah. Interesting. It's uh, from Russia. So what did it get? Uh, rating wise 92 rotten yeah 7.1 nice. out of 10 84 metacritic solid yeah. did a really a really good movie you know what we need to do we need to add more foreign films to our list yeah like I know. literally because <sighs> like a lot of our stuff is americanized you know what i mean like and there's a lot of films that are way better like than uh, american versions you know what i mean like yeah. girl with the dragon tattoo american version okay yeah uh Old the boys yeah, old boy, like the the Korean version. The Korean version is is, is far uh, superior than the American version. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. doesn't give you that same that same uh, feeling. Right, yeah. like there's a culture involved in some of these movies that you have to understand before watching the movies. And yeah. If you didn't know, The Ring is based off a, a movie called The Ring from from I, Japan. Yeah, Japan. Yeah, and it's, that's also based I watched on, that one too. That's also based on an actual like myth or something in Japan yeah, culture. It is. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is crazy, like, you know, to think about. Yeah. But... I mean if we're gonna add stuff to the list are you I talking mean like about... a separate list with just foreign films. Uh, okay. And just an art house specifically. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Okay. So like Midsummer and Hereditary. Yes, stuff oh, like that. I, like I, I figured out that Ari Aster, the guy who directed those two films, is working on another thing with Walking Phoenix. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the method actor himself. I know. You know what I mean? It's like, called, I, I think it's called, oh, Disappointments Boulevard. That's what it's called. So I don't know what it's about, but we'll see. Um, because he creates some of the craziest shit. Right? Yeah. 
Um, but I think that's going to be it. us for a break. Yeah, yeah, that's it for our break. Uh, yeah, until next time, uh, which will be here in like, uh, you know, 10 seconds. Uh, we'll see you then. Yeah. Uh, can I make this any more awkward? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My God! Okay, it's happening! Everybody stay calm! Everybody stay calm! And we are back from that very, very awkward break. (laughs) Yeah, usually we say something about ad break. (laughs) Yeah, we usually say something about ad break, but not today. Yeah, oh well. Um, but we're moving on still. I think we still have some movie news, but, like, this is some weird movie news. So, give contest context uh i think during the super bowl paramount uh, paramount announced, re- announced, announced a trailer for their uh, uh streaming service yeah paramount, paramount plus, plus and i was like "Ooh, you guys are just taking a fucking rip right off of disney but, you know what i mean well but, like, like everybody's taking a rip off of like disney who's taking a rip off of netflix so like it, it's it's gonna happen but still right uh paramount plus actually has some stuff coming out that it has been surprising and yeah like uh <clears throat> you know freaking mission impossible 7 a quiet place part 2 and uh a new division dedicated just to uh avatar the last airbender yeah. properties but i'll go over that very shortly um rugrats is coming out with a reboot which is freaking crazy it originally ran from 1991 to 2004 yeah and that's a very large chunk of time, you know. I mean, that w- that used to be my favorite show as a kid. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. As many other kids, I'm sure. But, like, there was, like, Barney, and then there was, like, Rugrats. You know what I mean? So, uh, oh. yeah, that's pretty exciting. I just I just wanted to uh, add the Rugrats reboot into there just to, you know, make a 90s reference, say, what up, millennials, and then drop back into... Um, avatar the last airbender franchise yeah is expanding uh first of all like nickelodeon like <laughs> made like a whole sec like a whole studio dedicated just to avatar stuff and it's called avatar studios yep like they freaking just they just dropped this freaking bomb and i was just this is what everybody wanted you know what i mean but i'm also just as hesitant as i am excited well okay so if it's animated stuff i can forgive it if it's live action, you have to be very, very careful with how you do it. Well, yeah, they can't they just to take a, you know, a note out of freaking M Night Shyamalan's book, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. He did really fucking bad. He like, did really bad. It was just culturally whitewashed, and uh, frankly, it wasn't Ong. even enjoyed. Ong. Ong. Yeah. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> it sounds like you're trying to eat the mic. <laughs> no. Um. But uh, par- I looked up the prices. Paramount Plus, if you really just want to watch, is some- it four ninety nine? Yeah, it's four ninety nine. Paramount Plus for movies, originals, and good portion of the library. But if you want premium, which includes sports news and live in live TV, you no. get ninety nine. It's ten dollars. But still, those are good prices. Those like- are both good prices. But yeah. no, yeah, is the four ninety nine ad free? Uh. An ad support version with all Paramount movies. Okay, so what's the ad? I don't even know. I don't know. See, that's where they get you right there. They're all like, "Oh yeah, we're four ninety nine," and then you get there, and it's actually eight ninety nine for uh, no ads. You know what I mean? That's still not. Bad. And then the ten dollar one still has ads, unless you hop up to the fifteen dollar 
I'm not, you I'm understand not, what I'm, I'm not saying? Spending money on live TV when I don't need it, and I don't watch. Sports. But you get what I'm saying. I like get what they're you giving mean, you like yeah. the base. Like that. That's a shitty way to put that. Yeah. I, uh, Quiet Place Part Two premiering this September on the streaming service. Finally, Jesus, that movie was supposed to release like what? Oh, last no. year. It will. It will land on Paramount Plus just 45 days after. So a month and 15 days after, um, roughly. But yeah, no. Quiet Place Part Two was supposed to come out last year during May. Yeah. Like, right as the COVID hit. I know, I know. I remember. And John Krasinski's just been sitting on this shit. He's like, yo. Yeah, but... Yeah, uh, but Avatar Studios. Um, the first project at, for Avatar Studios is set to be anima- is an animated theatrical film. No further details were revealed, but the project is scheduled to begin production this year. Um I'm super excited, like I said. Yeah. Like, I just... I, I'm not... I'm hesitant, but I'm excited. I, I want to see what time. else they create because Paramount owns a lot of stuff. If they pick back up with Aang's story, like I'm gonna be like super happy with it because there's a lot of like you know fanfic out there you know, that there might just to be, be a, canon. You know, there was supposed to be a fourth book, a fourth season, which was supposed to be book air, but it did not happen. Yeah. Yeah. So what's past Sozin's comment, or did they just skip it? I I think. I, I think it got reverted into like small book segments, which follows the stories, which would I think would have been inside book air, but they sw- made it into like separate stories in book right. form. And then Korra came around, and then from there they just jumped into other stuff, and then they just hopped out. Yeah, but uh, Paramount uh, Paramount is owned by Viacom CBS, which uh, apparently do they they have cbs all access i don't know if that's still gonna run or not or if that's gonna be absorbed uh but it owns nickelodeon bet mtv and comedy central and several other companies so yeah yeah a lot of content i think star trek is also going on there too it is uh yeah. paramount plus has yeah. uh star trek picard and star trek discovery yeah so, so they have the new ones but i'm just thinking what else will be absorbed later on over time as the streaming services start to split and uh i mean okay overall if you think about it it's still gonna be cheaper than cable right uh which is like a hundred dollars plus or well if you're trying to get uh, all decent, of it yeah yeah <laughs> a decent bit especially in this uh time and age but uh yeah uh paramount plus comes out on march 4th um and I forgot to read this quote under here by Avatar Studios, but it says, It's hard to believe it's been 19 years since we created Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, in a joint statement released uh, alongside the announcement, but even after all that time, there are still many stories and time periods in Aang's world that we are eager to bring to life. We are fortunate to have an ever-growing community of passionate fans that enjoys exploring the Avatarverse as much as we do. We're excited to be back at Nickelodeon where Avatar began doing what we do best in the biggest way possible. We can't wait to build the great teams and productions to make all of this fantasy a reality. Yeah. Do you think that they're going to age him? Probably. They're probably going to jump a few years. Like not full 19, but I like, want uh, them, like I really want five. Them, I really want them to just create like book air. And that's, that's like the season that follows Aang after the events of Sozin's Comet. And all that stuff. Yeah, Which yeah, they cool. should they should do that, but like they should make an age one, an age gap. Yeah, yeah. Ch- make an age gap, um, but for adults. Yeah, we'll see, dude. <laughs> Avatar for adults. That'd be cool. That would be fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, 
but uh, hear us out hear us out paramount <laughs> hear us out dude like we're it, saying it now give like us some mortal combat gore <laughs> mortal combat give me katara blood bending <laughs> give me give me her like just sucking somebody's fucking blood out of their eyes and then like crumpling to the ground and fucking dying and then she like hardens the blood and like kills somebody else she, by cutting them in half or no, something like no, that. It's, it's like a Mortal Kombat fatality. She uh, kick kicks separates no, their body from she, their spinal cord. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. Like I, the, I was gonna say, she bends the blood in the spinal cord. Yeah, I, or the spinal liquid. I yeah, was gonna yeah. go with what you were saying, where. She pulls it out, but it pulls out through the eyes and mouth. Yeah. Uh, and it's very violent, and the person falls to the ground. She flies it up, creates spi- <laughs> several spikes, and just. That's what I'm saying. Like, I was them. saying, but using the blood, like, yeah. and sharpening it, because she can yeah, change, like, the, I mean. the density and stuff like that, and, like, just killing. Like, and creates razor wind. Uh, razor. Uh, uh, winds that are high speed and get They slice should do, like, Marvel's What If. And and then do it with Avatar instead. Be like, what if uh, Toph was not blind? Aang, Aang wasn't properly taught firebending. What? what and if, then he just got violent. Like, uh, what if Sokka actually was the bender? See, yeah. see, there's all kinds of good stuff like that they could do. Uh, like, what if Aang did not know how to bend anything? That's what I'm saying. Like, what if what if Zuko was the Avatar? <laughs> what if Momo was the Avatar? What if Momo had a gun? <laughs> they should always do. What if Momo had a gun? Yeah. Um. But yeah, that'll look exciting. I don't know when that'll come out. Probably like a what year. What if Appa had a Glocka? <laughs> <laughs> pow pow pow! And they're just shooting in the streets like goddamn Danny DeVito at fucking <laughs> things that scare him. But he just immediately shoots. He goes, ah! and just fucking. He starts blasting. Bang bang! Starts blasting. I walked in the room and I started blasting. All right, guys, yeah. let's, let's uh, you know, reel it in. We're, and, we're uh, moving on to, yeah. <laughs> I think, our last two movie things, but they're video game-based, and this one I did not know anything about, but a live-action Twisted Metal series is being developed by the writers of Deadpool. If you don't know what the Twisted... Do you know what the Twisted Metal series is? Uh, no. It is a PlayStation exclusive uh, thing, so I, I think I played it, like, very little. Um, but Sony Pictures, Television, and PlayStation Production are developing a live-action series based on the popular Twisted Metal video game franchise. The series is described as an action comedy, and it will be based on an original take by Rhett Reese and Paul Wiernick, the writers behind Deadpool films and Zombieland. Uh, Twisted Metal game was released in 1995. Uh, <clears throat> the show is about a motor-mouthed outsider who is offered a chance at a better life, but only if he can successfully deliver a mysterious package across a post-apocalyptic wasteland. With the help of a trigger-happy car thief, he'll face a savage marauders driving vehicles of destruction and other dangers of the open road, including a deranged clown named... Uh, Jesus, they cut out his... Na- oh, no. Sweet Tooth. Yeah, it's Sweet Tooth. He's like the mascot of the entire series. Okay, so what you're <clears throat> describing to me right now is like Mad Max delivery. Yeah. Mad it's like <laughs> Mad Max on steroids pretty much. So Twisted Metal was a game I think it was like a a, a, a 
all, what is it called? A derby? No. Um, where cars go around and they kill each other. Um, yeah, like a derby. Derby, destruction derby, something like that. Yeah. That's what it was. Uh, and you had like different cars that you could choose from and whatnot. And it, <clears throat> it's a series of vehicular combat video games. Uh, and it was very popular. It does. It had like a few uh, iterations of it, but yeah, no, I remember playing a bit of it. Um, but yeah, no, it's getting a film. Twisted. There's not much more about it. It is also reported that Arnett might provide the voice of Sweet Tooth. Arnett, wait. Will Arnett? Is it talking about Will Arnett? Yes, Are you they're kidding? talking about Will Arnett. <laughs> oh my God! All right. <laughs> uh. But as of right now, no deal is currently in place for him to take on the role. It's definitely not hard to imagine him voicing Sweet Tooth. Yeah, I mean, I could see it, but I, I, w- I, I don't know if you'd make the best one. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll see what happens with this. I don't know where the series is being dropped. I don't know what is happening with it. It, Right. It, I, so it might be on Amazon. I have no idea, but we'll, we'll see. I don't know. It doesn't really have anything else about it. Um, but onto the other gaming one, the big one, uh, Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Mortal Kombat has it's is getting a full on remake. Got a red band trailer. Yeah, like you have to sign in to your Google account Heavy to hardcore, watch it. Heavy <laughs> uh, hardcore gore and yeah. lots of blood, and it definitely feels like I watched Sub Zero freeze a man's arms and then break them <laughs> off, and it made me cringe twice. It it is it is brutal, and it's intentionally brutal for the reason that it is Mortal Kombat. And but yeah, yeah. If it wasn't brutal, I wouldn't watch it. No, and that's what you know? I, I think. That's what the the nineteen nineties version failed. That's to where do. they failed. Yeah, like because you can't br- make a hyper real, like hyper realistic and like just bloody game. Yeah, like it wasn't. The thing is with that is that with that that uh, in the nineties they really. Not a lot of ple- uh, companies would push the boundaries with sh- uh, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Like, because, like, things like Saw and, like, gore porn almost, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, just would come out. Like, Terrifier the Clown, where he, you know, yeah. strapped that girl up and <laughs> cut her in half. And I was just like, Jesus. Yeah, but Mortal Kombat porn, is man. all about the intense fighting and gore and uh, uh, about the character and, and stories that are driven through them and then now it officially has a trailer to go with it with the movie that has been in development for a while and will be dropped in theaters and on hbo max april 16th yes so not too far off yes yeah it looks pretty tight i don't know it's probably gonna have like story issues plot holes and stuff like that but the fighting is gonna be great you already know that it's not james two it's james one Your puns are gone. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They've been really bad for the last couple of days. I just is it my brain just fixates on that word. You know what I'm saying? Like the lack of solid foods getting to you. Um, probably. That's probably exactly (laughs) what it is. You know, I've had like a fucking soup diet, and I had two tablespoons of fucking egg today, and about cried. I was sitting there when you walked in right after I made this egg, and I was just like holding it. I know. And I was just like looking at it, and I was like, "This is gonna be so fucking good." (laughs) Like just talking to myself. Like, oh, so I found the official synopsis for uh, 
Mortal Kombat. MMA fighter Cole Young, played by Louis Tan, is unaware of his heritage or why Outworld's Emperor seeks to hunt him down. Cole finds sanctuary under Lord Raiden uh, and prepares to stand with Earth's greatest champions against the enemies of Outworld in a high-stakes battle for the universe. Uh, will Cole be able to unleash his arcana in time to stop the Outworld once and for all? So there's, there is... So it's like Avengers Endgame. <laughs> It's, We're going to have one scene where, like, all the bad guys are, like, running at the good guys. You know what I mean? And they clash in the middle and everybody's fighting. Yeah. I really feel like that's going to happen. Yeah, well, uh, we'll see when this film comes out. I speculate, not great story, awesome fighting. That's all. Well, yeah, I'm, what, do you, what do you expect, like, something based on a video game, but it was a tournament video game, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're just trying to push out a giant well, tournament the, arc, the you know Mortal what I'm Kombat, saying? Uh, the later, well, not the later, yeah, I want to say too late, but like some of after, I don't know, they started to develop a story to them. Like they actually had story. Well, and, yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah. They, they, so, I've played it before. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I played the old one, and I played all kinds of fighting games. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Tekken, just Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, just you name it, man. I've played all kinds of fighting games, and yeah. Mortal Kombat holds a very special place in my heart for its mm-hmm. sick fucking deaths boy <laughs> <laughs> yeah so many different cameos too that for yeah characters so many different came- cameos for characters yeah yeah uh but all right i think we're moving into our actual gaming news gaming we- news guys finally yeah Anyway, uh, Epic, <laughs> Epic Games will pay off uh, class action loot box settlement with in-game currency. Uh, what? Uh, what? Like that just blew my fucking mind. I was like, wow. But anyway, how did they get away with this? I don't know, dude. It. I'll just read it. While Epic never offered loot boxes in Fortnite's mega popular battle royale mode, it it let save the world players purchase loot llamas full of items until early 2019 amid international outcry about the randomized loot box business and its similarity to gambling. And it's completely on the nose. It's gambling. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. randomized loot boxes. That's really what it is. This has been around for a while. I remember. Fuck you, EA. I'm pretty sure. No, it wasn't just, it wasn't EA. That started uh, well, it. no, they're just really popular it, for doing it. I know, uh, the, on, uh, the PC game counter-strike has a CSGO lot. Yeah, has CSGO a lot of that. has yeah. a shit ton of gambling. Not, not even like gambling websites and like, no, I know, like I know that. there's people spending thousands of yeah. dollars to like on skins. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. I know. Right. Um, anyway, they, they faced a, uh, class action lawsuit alleging among other things that it had psychologically manipulated its young players into thinking they will get lucky <laughs> all up. Yeah. Yeah. When there's like, uh, you know, 30% chance that you're going to have a regular like item. You know what I mean? They're up all night playing Fortnite to get lucky. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Saki's out here. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't pick up over the mic, but I'm pretty sure I just heard it in my ears. So <laughs> they're probably going to hear my cat screaming and thinking yeah. I'm killing her. No, she just wants in. Yeah. Anyways, uh, under a proposed settlement for that suit, which Epic says has achieved preliminary approval, all players who purchase a loot llama at any time will be re- rewarded with 1000 V bucks worth roughly $8. 
There you go. Eight dollars. Sprinkle it on them, boys. And a thousand. Mom, mom, can I get some V bucks? Mom, I got a thousand V bucks. Yeah, I don't know where it came from. When did Fortnite come out? I don't know. Twenty sixteen. I have no idea. Twenty seventeen. Around probably twenty seventeen. So it's been almost four, five, four years, five years, roughly. Let's say about that. Yeah. Um. So the kids that started playing it when we were about 12, 11, they'd be... No, they're younger than that, dude. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, so they're about 10 now. Yeah, okay, I see. Yeah. Like, kids, man. Um, Even though it's settling a U.S. lawsuit, Epic says the same deal will apply to all Fortnite players globally. Uh, Rocket League players were similarly uh, received 1,000 credits worth roughly $9.10 if they bought a randomized event crate or key in that game before Epic stopped offering them in October 2019, just months after it had purchased uh, Rocket League developer Psyonix. Players of both games won't have to do anything to claim the benefit, which will appear in their accounts in the coming days. In addition to the virtual currency, Epic will also be providing up to $26.5 million in cash and other benefits to U.S.-based Fortnite and Rocket League players to settle the claims. Those cash payments of up to $50 per claimant will only be available to players who submit an active claim form establishing that they think their purchase constituted consumer fraud or breach of contract. Miners in California who purchased a loot box with their own money and without parental permission will also be eligible for a cash refund of up to $50 if they submit a claim. Okay, cool. So, like... Just giving kids an option that they don't understand. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're not going to be able to tell an 11-year-old, Oh, we'll get into your account. We'll file a claim for you. And they'll be like, what's a claim? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I would feel like some of them would actually understand, but not all. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, especially the younger ones, like younger ones, like six, seven. I mean, they're very, they're in that range. If they haven't moved on yet, you know what I'm saying? Like people, like these kids were like seven, eight when they first started playing and now they're 11, 12 and don't think, you know, Fortnite is cool anymore and they moved on to bigger, better things. Yep. Just forget about it. You know what I mean? So there's going to be a lot of lost cash if you think about it. Yep. That is true. Although they still have Epic Game Store, but I don't know. We'll see. About They're that. just like a Fortnite lot of lost is pretty much, Fortnite mm-hmm. is pretty much their big uh, money. Uh, is it dying yet? I, I think it's still going, but like, I think it's slowly been on the decline. Yeah, like yeah. you can. Oh well. Yeah, I, I never played it, so I don't care. Yeah, I don't uh, buy skins on games and stuff like that. Actually, I take that back. The only game that I've ever bought skins for uh, was Destiny. I bought emotes too. Yeah, I do that. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that's all for Epic right now, but while we're here in video games, you know, uh, PlayStation VR 2 has been confirmed. Uh, it'll come with a new controller. Um, they, they, it's the next generation of the PSVR headset, but it won't necessarily be called uh, PlayStation VR 2, and it won't be coming in 2021. Uh, so Sony confirmed that the PSVR 2 will come to PS5 and will, quote-unquote, connect to PS5 with a single cord to simplify setup and improve ease of use while enabling a high-fidelity visual experience. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, which is exciting. Uh, it's described as a next-gen VR system that enhances everything from resolution and field of view to tracking and input. No images have been released of the device. 
the headset will come alongside the introduction of a new PSVR controller, seemingly replacing the PS Move wands, uh, which will incorporate some of the key features found in the DualSense wireless controller, along with a focus on great ergonomics. So it's going to feel better in your hands, and it's going to have haptic feedback, I'm sure. I like, had a thought about how it would look. What if it's as tall as the PS5 is? Stop. <laughs> like you're just waving actual wands around? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. It's going to look similar to, you know, the previous one. Yeah. Like no, the previous move things. Yeah, those little, uh, little wands with balls wands on with, top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The little Hitachi vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you call them? Yeah. They're, ma- they're magic wands is what yeah, they look like. magic wands, yeah. bro. But, uh... Uh, the headset won't be available in here, but we wanted to provide an early update to our fans, and that's it, yeah, pretty much, it's just, uh, they dropped that they're going to, you know, work on this, but, uh, moving on from that, we're gonna go to the biggest failure of all time. Oh, yeah, so, I think two weeks ago or so, uh, there was talk about, uh, Anthem, getting its I remember we I remember we yeah, were talking two about weeks it. ago even though that they said during this week they would, they would make their decision but it looks like it took them a little bit longer yeah uh, because it was over the break that we had um yeah that uh, they decided and, and, to make it and officially it has been canned anthem the, the anthem next development has ceased EA has stopped it they are not beating a dead horse people yeah. like uh, anthem has gone and Bioware is going to focus on the next Dragon Age and Mass Effect yeah that's fine they, um, they announced that as where here's well. my take on anthem I got it for free from mm-hmm. Xbox game pass mm-hmm. I played it for like roughly 10 hours mm-hmm. I would say overall gameplay and movement is phenomenally very very clean and i love it and the combat system is 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 unique and fun and it's not it's not repetitive because the way you move is very uh you can change up the way you fight essentially like you can you can mix and match the issue though is that after a few hours there is no content there is no skill tree progression, which is what they were going to implement next, which they should have had in the first place, even though right. they, they said they would. It's just another underproduced game it being released too soon. It is a very underproduced soon. game. The thing is with the world, uh, there is little to no events going on, uh, like things that you can do. I heard that. Uh, uh, there is little to no things to do outside of the missions uh, in the world. The world is pretty barren other than enemies. Uh, you can explore places, but they didn't have it as defined as it was in the first trailer that came out. Right. I'm going to keep talking over um, And overall, near the end, it just felt like the way you get uh, mods for your character is you have to kill pe- kill things, and then you get the mods from killing things. And that feels stupid and weird. If you get my meaning. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of getting it from like loot drops or like completing rewards or something like that, you get it from killing enemies. Gotcha. It, it is a little, that's what I mean. It is, it has potential. That's what, that's what it, it had potential. But the thing is, it feels like they didn't put enough emphasis on progression past the first few hours. 
Right. They just focused on, okay, have this big open world where you can fight things and play around in. That's pretty much, it's just a giant sandbox with not a lot of shit to play with. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what sucks. Because I, I, when this came out, when I first heard about this game back in 2016, something like that, uh, it looked interesting. And I was like, I had the same speculation of like, just don't fail like No Man's Sky did. I was, that's all I was thinking about as soon as you said open world sandbox that had a lot to offer, but fell short. No Man's Sky was the first thing that popped in my head. Yep. So. No Man's Sky went through a complete overhaul. I went back and played through it. Much respect to them. Yeah. No, the game actually is very much well defined now. And I wouldn't say it's not bad. Although it's not for me, but I would say. It's not for me either. It's definitely, it definitely has its fan base and I do see how it has that fan base now. Yeah. Um, The thing is with this is that EA is such a big company. Uh, since No Man's Sky is developed by Hello Games, they, it's their only game that they can bank off of. Right. EA can bank off of hundreds of other games. Anthem was just a failed pro- new project that they were trying to look into. Right. Uh, to try to create like a new, de- I guess, Destiny ripoff is what you would call it. But yeah, yeah. that's really what it is. It's yeah. just a Destiny ripoff. Yeah, but or a Halo ripoff. <laughs> if you really think about it, <laughs> yeah, you I know guess what I mean? so. Um, so. Big MMO RPG. Uh, kind of shit but still uh not even role-playing game mmo just mmo open world fighting game, uh combat game uh, but yeah no it it is canceled and now they're gonna go focused on dragon age and mass effect which is fine it's uh, gone it's, it's not gone they are they're not like getting rid of the servers or anything eventually they will because the game is gonna die um but they are not i don't think they're, they're doing imp- they're making an active effort to bury it yes they're not implementing the new stuff that they were work they've been working on for the full year i think they're going to do improvements to the current game and that's it and then i i guess that's it and then they're going to kill it like probably within next year so probably yep uh so i think that's the end of anthem's run um Speaking of uh, failed uh, launches for games, uh, CD Projekt Red, you know, back in back in the heat of the kitchen. I think we talked about how their source code was <coughs> hacked. How their we totally company was this. hacked and their source code was stolen. Yes, they they were they had uh, ransomware held uh, against them, and they said if you don't pay us X amount of money, uh, like we're going hours. Yeah, you have forty eight hours to reply. Um, if you don't, we're going to sell it to the highest bidder on the black market and on the deep web. And they did. And they did. They turned around on the dark web and through the auction. So I'm going to read you a little bit about it. Uh, VX Underground, which tracks ransomware and other malware attacks, noted on Wednesday that the ransom source code had been posted on dark web forum known as Exploit. All capitals, by the way. You're looking. Uh, the starting bid was reportedly $1 million with a $500,000 bidding increment and a $7 million buy it now price uh cyber intelligence firm uh kela confirmed the authenticity of that auction (laughs) telling the verge that the forum users needed to put up 0.1 bitcoin roughly forty seven hundred dollars as of this writing to participate in the bidding as a sign that offers were were legitimate the sellers also reportedly provided file listings for gwent and the red engine that underlies CDPR's games as proof that the data was authentic. So they definitely had the source code. They definitely sold it. Yep. Um, 
While the auction was originally intended to run for 48 hours, by Thursday morning, Kayla and VX Underground were both reporting that it was closed successfully. An offer was received outside the forum that satisfied us, the sellers wrote, according to the reports. Yeah. So, yeah, like... And, and this goes into a whole ordeal, and CD Projekt is not doing too well because they lost source code to Cyberpunk. Uh, not lost it, but they had it. They had it stolen, stole, copy, copied, and stolen is what it was. They didn't. Yeah. Uh, to Cyberpunk, to I think Gwent, their card game, to Witcher, to an unreleased version of Witcher Three, which uh-huh. is fucking crazy. Like, <sighs> yep. Well, they should have. You know what? As as a company, uh, they should have their own hackers on site to do counter kind of. I know this kind of thing. As think... any large tech company should, especially one that's been in the news like uh, CD Projekt Red. Right yeah, last. and this so. isn't. I I don't think I I I <laughs> to don't kick them while they're down, dude. I, I don't like, understand fully about source code. I know it's to build game engines and stuff like that, but I don't think of outside source can mess with source code in in game and update it to change the game. I don't think it works. Right, like right. That. You have to have the source code to update the game. Yeah. And them having it could possibly uh, you know, th- like the things that they could alter in their servers, you know what I mean? They just have access to everything. I don't and know. they could crumple the game. I don't know if they have access to servers, but they have access to what the game engine is. What do you possible. mean they have access to servers? They stole the fucking code. They have access to their servers, dude. Like they 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 could crumple the whole game. Yeah. And like this is extremely fucked up. Like I just didn't know something well, I did know something like this was going on, you know, but I didn't think something like this would ever happen. People holding fucking game source codes, like, at, uh, ransom. But yeah. anyway, uh... Oh, this has happened in the back, in, in the past before. With C- CSGO and Team Fortress 2. Did they pay? Uh, it, I, it's, it's not like, I think they didn't really pay, they with just kind of fixed it. Yeah, they kind of fixed it, um... But we'll see about what goes on. The raw source code for a game, which is used to create the executable files distributed to the players, is usually considered to be among a developer's most valuable trade secrets. Back in 2003, the leak of source code for Valve's then unreleased Half Life 2 led to the arrest of a German hacker. More recently, a large trench of source code for classic Nintendo games was released online as part of a so called Giga Leak. Yeah, I remember that. So there, there's all kinds of stuff. Well, I'll see what happens. Ransomware originally sought to simply paralyze a business, and victims with robust backups could refuse to pay the ransom and restore their data from backups. The difference between this attack and the other double extor- extortion attacks is the exfiltrated data was highly valuable IP. Yeah. So, like, the servers. Like... Know. It's, it, if these attacks prove successful, they may see a shift to targeting those organizations with the most valuable data. Like, yeah, they have access to everything, and it's busted wide open, dude. I know. Like they 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 don't deserve this, even though that they they put out a game that wasn't prepared, and many companies have done this before. I don't see what the reason is that they should be targeted specifically for this. 
I, that's why I said it was fucked up that they were kicking them while they were down to begin with. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like now they're going through and doing cease and desists and actually taking care of it. Yeah, they're I going, don't know how like long if anybody that's is take. found with the source code, like they're going to get arrested and go to jail for yeah. a while. I know. I haven't. Like, I don't know about it. I still have the game. I know they're working on the next patch, which I don't know if that's going to come out in March. Or it's going to be delayed. And then they have the updates that are free. They're coming out later after that in like April and summer. I don't know if that's going to happen now. Uh, we shall see. Um, yeah. Uh, I hopefully don't want to see this game fail like Anthem is. And that's because I actually enjoy Cyberpunk. And I really wish it to be built more on to. Um, but now with this happening, I don't know. Right. Yeah. So, great. More more depressing news. But uh, since we're moving on to uh, in-gaming news, actually there's something that I did not know about. Uh, and this is a controversial game that has been on an 11-year hiatus. Uh, and that game is Six Days in Fallujah. Is that what you say? Yep, Fallujah. It? Yeah, it's a controversial tact- tactical shooter that returns after an 11-year hiatus. Back in 2009, Konami ceased work on Six Days in Fallujah, a first-person shooter that had been in development by a studio called Atomic Games. Are now, they still around? Yeah. Now, 11 years later, the former CEO... Oh, no. The, no, they're not. The, the studio. The former CEO of Atomic has returned with a new, new studio under a new publisher to, again, attempt to retell the second battle of Fallujah as a tactical shooter. The new studio is called Highwire Games, and the new Six Days of Fallujah is expected to release this year. It's being published by Victura, the and the two companies boast former Bungie talent among their ranks, including Halo and Destiny lead designer Jamie Gri- Gris- nice. Grismer and composer... Uh, comp- Wait, what? Composter? I think it's composer. composer. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be composer, but it's spelled composter. Uh, composer Marty O'Donnell. The elephant in the room is... Uh, of course, that that setting. The original Six Days faced heavy criticism from veterans and anti-war groups over its planned vision of an interactive recreation of one of the bloodiest battles in Iraq War, a conflict in which Iraqi NGOs and medical workers believed uh, believe as many as six thousand died. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, games have really pushed, especially Call of Duty games. They have pushed limits. Modern Warfare did it with that, with the baby and the 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 infiltration scene with the family and shit like that. Yeah, and uh, I think they re- they really have been pushing it over yeah, the years yeah. with like the amount of violence that is okay in a first person shooter. Not even first person shooters, just games in, in general. In games, in first and person shooters, in movies, anything, in getting, media. Period. We're getting into like, the 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 era of not well cancel culture but also shock culture a lot of people are looking in looking for that thing that's gonna make them feel shocked or unsettled or like something that's just surprising because they didn't expect it right uh america is very washed towards uh violence and you're introduced to it at a very early age along with sexuality we're not going to go there uh with violence like you're you're numb to it by the time you're like 10 years old you know what i'm saying you're seeing people getting shot on the tv like it's just something normal this is why you know what i I mean i I think horror movies just don't phase me because i watched them when i was very when i was young that's what i'm saying like i watched them when i was probably like six or seven like in my earlier formative years like shout out mom and dad 
dad. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, it helps prepare me for yeah. the world as it really is, I yeah. guess, you know? Yeah. But, uh, in the press release, oh no. Okay. So there's still more. And while Highwire claims it to have done its research to tell these military and ci- civilian stories with the integrity they deserve, initial reception may, has been frosty in a press relief. Press, Jesus. In a press release, the studio stresses that it has spoken to over a hundred Marines, soldiers, and Iraqi citizens present at the battle, and that the game will feature first-hand accounts both in-game and through documentary footage. That release also includes a quote from former Marine Sergeant Eddie Garcia, who pitched the original game concept back in 2005. Sometimes the only way to... Oh, this is the quote. Sometimes the only way to understand what's true is to experience reality for yourself, said Garcia. War is filled with uncertainty and tough choices that can't be understood by watching someone on a TV or movie screen that makes these choices for you. Video games can help us all... Help all of us understand real-world events in ways other media can't. Right, right. Like, they're, they're trying to explain, like, war... Yeah. To somebody who doesn't know war, like they have to kill kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kids ha- have bombs strapped to their chests and th- like it go it goes on the news in Iraq. Oh, the Americans are killing our children. This reminds me. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Y- you, you know, you know what I'm saying? I get what though? You mean, like though. the the media influence like has really warped people's sense of uh, in the moment reactionary tactical thinking. There's a, you know what I'm saying? There's a game that's similar to this in the idea of uh, where you have to have a moral dilemma in the game, and that's Spec Ops The Line. I've got that for a while. That game has an entire like concept of uh, you guys are to infiltrate a... Uh, God, I can't remember the city. It's been so long. The game happened in like 2013. Um, they infiltrate a city to take out a, a rebel group or something like that, but you actually find out the group was civilians and you guys killed a shit ton of innocent people by accident. Like, right. that's, that's the story, and it's fucked up because you don't realize that until, like, the very end when you see their bodies have been torched and burned from your own military. Yeah, yeah, that 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 has similar concepts to Jack Ryan. If you watch that on Amazon Prime yep. with John Krasinski, um, there there's a character in season two who works for the U.S. military, and they're a drone specialist. So uh, they give them a list of targets, and it, like they they're watching them up there in the drones, and if the targets like uh, do something fishy or like messed up, they they have they the right and the no with all to drop a bomb on them. I've seen them. And, I've seen real videos. And, of that, and literally like they just sit in a room dis like disconnected from the fact that they're killing somebody on a screen, you yep. know what I mean? And fly a drone and blow people up. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's what they do for the day and um it was about this soldier who found out that the person that he killed was actually innocent. Mm. Like, and he, and it's, it goes through his mental process and he actually ends up going all the way out there in the middle of a war zone in Iraq or Afghanistan, wherever he just blew this person up, went to his father of the person that he killed and apologized to him. The dude had no idea what he was saying. And he, he was like trying like to, tell him how sorry he was about what had happened and what he had done yeah and just 
emotional responses that uh, a lot of military people don't talk about. You yeah, know? I am. I, I it did not say in the press release when it was going to be released, but I oh it says to be uh, to be announced twenty twenty one. So it will be released sometime later this year um, on PC and consoles. So. Yeah, I don't know. I might. I'll. I'll probably pick it. I. I don't know. I. We'll see. Honestly. Right. Uh, speaking of game, but this is onto a different, different kind of genre, fantasy. Yeah, bring fan, it. Bring it about. Fantasy. Bring it about uh, lighter. You yeah. know, <laughs> historical fantasy, a game that we both have played, just not in a while. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla has been updated and has added new river raid modes and other improvements. The river raid modes have got me a little um, interested now because it's been a so long since I've played the game. Yeah, uh, it's been months. Yeah. Assassin's Creed lore for uh, despite coming out of the gates strong, Ubisoft has continued to update the experience through p- patches and in-game events like the Yule season content. I didn't play it, but that's okay. I didn't play that either. Yeah, which has been running since December. Wait, it's still running. I don't know how old this. Which has been running since December. A new title update for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, set to hit all platforms tomorrow, adds even more content to the ongoing event, including a new and highly replayable mode. River Raids mode allows you to ready your raiding crew for previously unexplored parts of England. Storm the shores to claim enticing loot and rewards and take on new challenges. River Raids joins Assassin's Creed Valhalla as part of the ongoing Yule Season content free to all players through time. So Yule Season content is still going on. I didn't even know if that was happening. Me either. Me either. But how long does Yule last? The holiday, actually. You know what I'm saying? This update also adds three new abilities. Berserker Trap, Battle Cry, and Shoulder Bash. Berserker Trap is activated by movement, attaches to your arrow, and spreads a hallucinatory power powder. <laughs> nice. Battlecry battle gives Eivor a, a rage-induced strength boost. Maybe it's made that, out of those mushrooms. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, that induced strength boost that causes nearby enemies to stumble and stomp attack and stop attacks out of fear shoulder bash is fittingly enough a strong bash to of a shoulder that can push enemies back and destroy objects in addition there's more in addition players can expect new skills like automatically carrying bodies after a successful assassination a slide move that knocks enemies off balance a long ship speed boost better arrow looting starting every fight with an adrenaline filled slot a synchronized bracing and synchronized bracing to the longship if you're looking for more about the overall improvements uh you can look up the official ubisoft post there it seems and then it goes into the details of how big these things uh geez wow Uh, xbox Series XS gets 20 gigs. Xbox One is 15 gigs. PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 is 10 to 12 gigs. PC players is going to be 18 gigs. Wow. Yep. And it seems like that's going to... Yeah, so they're (laughs) adding stuff. Even before they even add DLC, they're just adding free shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah, doing what Cyberpunk uh, is wanting to do, but... Uh, yeah so <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, salt yeah but uh since we are still on the topic of vikings and uh celtic lore in the sense a new game has come out and lots of people have been into it 
Lots of people. And that game is called Valheim. Yeah, I've heard about it by word of mouth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I have. Like, that's an old-fashioned thing that people don't do anymore. You I know. know. It's, <laughs> Talk. it's crazy how big this game has come. I don't know what Valheim is, but apparently this article is going to explain what a Valheim is and why everyone is playing it. Um, so, over the weekend, uh, uh, which this was, I think, a week or two ago, February 15th, 2021. Yeah. Uh, over a week. So over whatever weekend it was, uh, the 12th, over uh, the, the weekend, the 12th of February through that time, uh, Viking survival game Valheim crested to a concurrent player peak of over 360,000 players on Steam. That's well, a big st- jump on the first day yeah. for a new game, you know, that no, like not um an established series. I know. While Steam and other games' storm fronts are in, inundated with survival titles to choose from, ranging from Minecraft and its many assorted mods to Ark to Terraria to Rust, the new early access title from Iron Gate AB is barging its way onto the scene. From a core list of features and mechanics, Valheim may not appear different from all f- other form of other survival titles. So, what separates Valheim from any of the other separate titles, out, uh, survival titles out there? You, should you give it a try, here are a few takeaways that help explain Valheim's rise through the ranks. So, Valheim is a survival game set in Viking times. That's all I know. It has bosses, it has enemies, it has like a, a system that you can play through. There's a lot of farming involved, as I'm told by my friend Chuck. He was over earlier and we were talking about Valheim. He's like, have you bought it yet? Have you bought it yet? I was like, no, I was thinking about getting Stardew Valley, mm-hmm. you know? And he was just like, oh, that one's good, too. That one's good, too. And I was like, yeah. But do you know you can, like, craft beer in there? In the game, yeah. That's like, crazy. it shows you how to, like, craft beer. And, yeah. like, there's, like, all, all kinds of just interesting small things that you can do in the game. It seems like, so... The first thing this article goes over is there's two distinctly different speeds. You can explore the world of Valheim by yourself or with nine other friends on dedicated servers or just by joining your friend's world. While the single-player experience is fundamentally the same game, it plays much differently. Alone, the game is more like a zen garden of sorts, allowing you to take EJ at your own pace, enjoying the little stuff. So playing it like a, a normal single-player, you play it at your own pace. MMORPG. Yeah, exactly. Like... You... you do all that. Uh, pacing as a solo player is much slower, which makes sense since you're trying to absorb everything, unless right. you're a speedrunner and trying to blow, blow through everything. Multiplayer is more traditional survival as players work together to craft multiple bases and take on challenges of building, gearing, exploring, and boss slaying together. So it's more friendly, uh, not competition-based, but more working together like you see with MMOs, and it it's more quick quick pace so yeah yeah makes sense um in fact you can resummon big bosses and they have multiple spawn locations per world so if you did want to play independently but still have a support group on the server that's an option as well so you can if you have a support group on the server but you want to go take out a boss on your by yourself you can that's cool yeah that's pretty cool uh simplicity is key valheim structure is immediately discernible and understandable even for players far removed from the survival genre essentially each biome is a tier and is a tier and ruled by a boss farm the zone for its resources make new gear recipe and recipes kill the boss rinse and repeat with tools and to tackle the next zone via boss drop uh drops boss battles create server gathering events for you and your friends key is really that the game is understandable from the get-go 
rewards instead of punishment. Oh, oh God. What? You have to run back to your body to recover all your gear and <laughs> items. That's pain, dude. That that, that's like, that's awful. Oh, my God. But you can prepare it for quite a... Uh, Outside of that, though, Valheim rewards for you for interacting with survival mechanics rather than uh, punishing you for failing to do so. Eating food makes you much harder to kill, providing hit point regeneration, stamina, and other bonuses, uh, but you won't die from not eating. Uh, you're incentivized to find shelter and warmth from the cold and wet conditions, but these things won't kill you or damage you either. From a gameplay standpoint, this makes you... So it's like, it's, it's basically set automatic easy mode. Yeah, yeah, it says you're not constantly nagged to death by hunger, thirst, or weather meters. This design shift is highly significant for alleviating excess player frustration, so thank you. Yeah. I wonder if there's an encumberment. Oh, I don't know. Um, a lot of these are really similar in other games that I play, but like... Right, yeah. some of the features. And then it goes on to a talking about like using the environment around you as Valheim's world is surprisingly beautiful at times with impressive lighting and weather, adding accents to the action, rainstorms, lightning, blizzard whiteouts, and all that stuff. And you have mountain like it seems like this game is really like has a lot to offer. Yeah, I'm hurt. I'm told it's fun. Yeah, yeah. But I'll have to look more into it. Um, but yeah, that looks like it could be the and the next big survival thing that people are gonna jump onto. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Well moving on to a you know. We don't have a good segue for this, but let's just go with it. Blo yeah. Bloober team. Yeah. Also it's late. <laughs> it's like one thirty. It is very way. late. Yeah. Um we're working we're almost done with this though. Yeah. Bloober team is working very famous. Uh, with a very famous publisher for its Quote, next Quote, unquote, horror. very famous yeah. publisher for its next horror game. Uh, the Bloober team is teasing a new horror game from a very famous gaming publisher, and fans are suspecting that it could be a new Silent Hill project. Let it be so. I know, right? Um, pretty much Thursday afternoon, industry figure Nibel shared an excerpt from the Babino uh, interview to Twitter, and the comment section is currently rife with the suggestion that Bloober team is working with Konami on a Silent Hill game. Uh, it's a tempting prospect to be sure, but that's a lot of extrapolating from Babino's uh, brief and vague words. Uh, VGC reports that Konami is working with a prominent, uh, quote-unquote prominent, Japanese studio on a new Silent oh Hill game. It's Konami. It has to I be. I know. I know. Like, Bloober Team's just, it's a Polish uh, studio. Yeah. And they're working with uh, Konami, pretty much, is what they're just trying to tell us. So they're just kind of hinting at it. Yeah, Bloober Team has made other games, like uh, the most recent one that came out was The Medium, and one that I know most prominently was, I think their first one, which was Layers of Fear, and I did play that, and that's a fucking freaky game, so yeah, I, I expect this to just blow it out of the water. Uh, but on to our last bit of news, our, our last weird, weird news. Piece of I news. cannot believe I found this. I know, I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> So the golem does. Yeah, Lord of the Rings has uh decided to become rubber ducks. Yeah, they decided to make a brand of rubber ducks that look like uh famous characters such as, you know, Gandalf it, the Grey. It, it it they've 
they have yeah they have the characters already they have like several of them but they're adding on right right so they started with like the original what four or five like little batch right here and then they're gonna release more they'll do a frodo eventually oh no uh let me find it i gotta get to sauron no they they have i think frodo already and gandalf and stuff like that they this is just like the next set and Gollum. right right that's what i'm saying i'm just saying the ones that they advertised on the commercial there was like four or five of them oh yeah it was like that Gollum, they released for the first set uh saruman samwise and Armin, arwen um, yeah and uh oh yeah the official ltr merchandise no this is just taking me to stuff that i don't care uh, includes Fellowship Heroes, uh, Frodo, Sam, Gandalf, Aragon, Legolas, and Gimli, as well as the notable elves Arwen and uh, Galadriel. Galadriel. On the villas and sides, they've included Sar- uh, Sauron in full battle armor, Saruman with staff, and seeing stone in hand, and Lurtz, the Uk-hai leader created specifically for Jackson's films. Uruk-hai. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All the duckify and Gollum. Oh my God, Gollum! Gollum. The looks... Gollum one is really fucked up. I <laughs> should definitely look up Gollum Duck. It is. It is creepy looking. It's pretty. It's pretty horrifying. Yeah. And that's why it's our last uh, article of the day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it's late, and we. It's are... really late. Yeah. I still have to go finish up something. Yeah. So. Yeah, but uh, I think that's it for this. And yeah, any any uh, thing that you want to tell them on the way out? <laughs> uh, We're back, baby! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I I hope you guys liked that uh, Alien series that we did oh, with John because yeah, like that's always a lot of fun collabing with him. We'll he always has some really deep thoughts about more stuff. deep dives at some point. I know we said we would dive into everything, but I think it's just with school. Trash talks are really easy to do. I know. Trash talks are super easy to do. We yeah. just watch a movie on our own time. Yeah. With deep dives, then... we have to actually like go into and... We have to study. It. Yeah, study. <laughs> Which, yeah. although the new stuff is not really study, it's more still pulling stuff that we find from... Uh, articles that we see. Well, right, just, but like right. study meaning like prior up information, yeah, and understanding what it means and all that. Yeah, no, I get that. Uh, that just takes time. So eventually we'll have more. But uh, last remarks, I don't know. Drink water. Watch out for roaches. Uh, don't eat roaches either. Oh, uh, uh, and if, make sure when you drink the water, it's sixty-four ounces a day minimum. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Did you have that last thing to say? I I I don't know. I my brain is kind of just like Yeah, no, Sam, it's hard. 132, guys. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Spitting Nonsense podcast. If you enjoyed anything we talked about and want to support or talk to us, we have included all the links you need at the Spitting Nonsense podcast on Discord. The link is posted in the description. Thanks again for listening.